save yourself and personally secede from the insanity of society. Leave the swamp. Howdy folks, Mal here. Boy, a lot's been going on. Uh, I needed to talk about some of these uh, happenings around the world. You know, they got this, I guess I'm recording this on March, what day is it? March 12th. And, uh, big corona, coronavirus scare going around. You know, a lot of, uh, uh, like sporting events are either canceled, NBA season canceled, probably going to cancel, I would imagine, the hockey season. Uh, the then NCAA March Madness tournament, they're not allowing fans to go to it. Uh, it's really damn crazy. But I don't think it's crazy because of the, virus itself. I mean, if you look at the statistics, I mean, who knows whether they're real or not. I mean, there's nothing... It's not even a big... Yes, I guess it's because it's gone around the world fast, but the flu, regular flu itself is still significantly worse than this thing. Uh, The majority of people dying, evidently, are older people that are sick or have unhealthy living habits. But, uh... You know, the, the big thing I wanted to talk about here is, you know, along the lines of, you know, we talk about things to do to save yourself. And a lot of the things that I talk about are mental. How, how do you break the ch- mental chains that bind us down, you know, that make us really enslave ourselves? Whether that's, you know, the... Obviously, there's always the overarching government, you know, holding us down, blah, 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 the crap that they do to steal our money that limits our freedom, you know, in general. Uh, and, and, and then, of course, you know, things that we enslave ourselves about and thinking that that's even necessary, you know, that amount of government, uh, you know, and, we enslave our minds to think, oh, we gotta, you know, work for someone, you know, to, in order to live, this, that, and the other. Uh, but, you know, really today, I wanted to discuss, or in this episode, I wanted to discuss saving yourself from everybody else. I mean, I guess freeing your mind is, you know, in a sense, saving yourself from every, everybody else. But, you know, this whole coronavirus thing, it's really interesting. So, uh, this week, uh, our business, we went down to another city to uh, do like a little uh, pop-up sale. It's an annual deal. And uh, as we're down there setting up, uh, you know, we hear, we get the word that all these events are being canceled. You know, like some big, huge events around the country. And... You know, we're sitting there thinking, man, this is just absolutely nuts. So we go through all day setting up and everything. And, luck- I mean, where, where it is is within about 100 miles of where we live. So we'd get in the car and drive back, uh, my wife and I. And we drive back to the house 100 miles away. You know, we get, get there exhausted, dead tired, grab a, grab a, grab a pizza and, New York style is the best, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, head home and settle in to watch a little movie. And all of a sudden, my wife gets a text saying, hey, check your email. And the email says, hey, we're so sorry, but the city 
has revoked uh, street permits. And where this sale was set up was in tents along a street that was shut down for specifically for this event. So basically that means we got to go back the next day, which is where I am going now. You may be able to hear some background noise. I'm driving back down to the town to pick all our stuff up because the wholesale was shut down because the city decided to revoke all permits for, you know, to prevent, I guess, public gatherings or whatnot. So, you know, it got me thinking last night, you know, I'm not really worried about the virus itself. It is what it is. I'm fairly healthy. Uh, What does worry me, though, is people and how they'll react to how other people are reacting to the virus. So you got different governments coming out, banning this, banning that, you know, shutting down this, shutting down that. Uh, Last night, the president uh, banned people from traveling here from Europe on airplane. I guess they're on anything, really. So it got me thinking, you know, I know this goes, again, goes back to this whole, you know, the most important thing is to save yourself first and then, uh, then, and then as an extension, save your family. You can't save your family if you can't save yourself. And I started thinking, man, I don't trust the masses of people at all. And neither should you. I mean, people en masse are lunatics. They don't think. Unthinking lunatics. That's probably the best way to put it. So, it got me thinking and last night and this morning. I woke up pretty early because my daughter is only two weeks old. and So, I got up to feed her. And, you know, I got to thinking about, you know, maybe I ought to get some provisions because... The more and more they keep talking about this stuff on the news, and the more and more they keep, or they start shutting things down and whatever, people are going to start freaking out, and then that becomes a snowball. And the more and more people start freaking out, the snowball more and more, more and more, more and more. And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> you look up and there's no food at the grocery store because people have freaked out about it. <clears throat> no, it may not. And, uh, you know, may, the virus may never become a big deal, you know. I mean, but the thing is, people were ginned up to, you know, get all excited about it. And <clears throat> so I said, you know, I'm going to get out in front of this thing and at least get up some provisions. <sighs> That's why I'm yawning. It was pretty damn early this morning. So I went out <clears throat> and I went to the local Walmart. And we, we live in an area that's literally we're literally smack dab between affluence and some poverty the walmart is on the other side of the track right there on the edge of the poverty side so i walk into the walmart this morning at 6 a.m uh right when it opens about a 24-hour one and the first thing i do is i get you know grab a cart and i roll down to the uh, water aisle and i load up on good amount of bottled water and there's no water left at all so i'm thinking hmm, that's very interesting uh now remember where this walmart is it's kind of on the edge of the poverty area a lot of very uh hispanic 
And <clears throat> that got me thinking, you know, maybe they know something that we middle class to upper class people don't. Uh, you know, they're used to, uh, you know, uh, struggling and issues and whatnot. So they go. Sorry, I just <clears throat> got interrupted there by a, a call recording this on my voicemail. Anyway, so my, what I was saying is this this group of people typically, or anywhere really, I think, you know, they're used to, uh, you know, scrapping, you know, taking care of themselves and, you know, doing what they need to do it. So that got me thinking, man, if they're coming in here to clear out this water, what do they know that I don't know? I'm glad I'm starting to do this, right? So I go and I buy the rest of the distilled water they have there and three giant cans of formula for my my baby daughter, uh, some dog food, some shit tickets, and you know that just general provisions like that. Uh, check out, load up, and then I go to. Uh, I say, you know, I'm going to go check out another store just in case. And I, and I and I thought, you know, I wonder if the store a little further north, frequented by definitely middle to upper class people. Let's see what their water situation's like. What their water situation's like. So, I drive up there. This is Tom Thumb. <clears throat> and walk in, grab a cart, go right to the water aisle, and lo and behold, they're full. Mostly full, but probably 90% stocked with water. So, I'm like, ah, perfect, okay. Now, this is just a hypothesis. Yeah, I don't know if it's true or not, but my thinking here is that, you know, the middle, upper class people, they're so used to, you know, uh, having things there and ready for them. You know, they don't have to struggle too much for anything. Uh, they just go to the store and buy whatever they need. And especially in this country, in the United States, really no one alive now has really suffered or had it gone through anything bad. Yeah, we've had slight, slight ups and downs in the economy, whatever. But uh, truly, if you think about it, and if we're honest to ourselves, our way of life has not been interrupted much. Uh, in that sense, like goods not being on the shelf, blah, blah, you know, especially maybe in, in this area where we are, Dallas, as an example, um, you know, rarely do we have a tornado, which is the worst thing that really happens here, so we don't have hurricanes or anything like that, so we don't experience like the shells going empty. So I get, you know, I see that there's all this water there, and I'm like, oh, okay, so hypothesis holding up, you know, you know middle and upper class people are still assuming that everything's going to be there. So I'm like, I'm definitely going to stock up on a lot of water here. You know, I'm going to get some batteries, some, you know, things like that, just so that I'll be able to have flashlights in case the power goes out at night, you know, blah, blah. So I get all that stuff, and I go home, and I'm thinking, you know, if the shit hits the fan, then probably the worst zombies are going to end up being the middle to upper class people who are so used to their way of life and are not, are, are kind of lulled into complacency, uh, are used to the just-in-time aspect of buying what they need. Uh, that's the scary part. You know, they're going to only be the first ones to probably go nuts, basically. Um, those without will probably feel the, the the issues less, or at least will take longer to feel them, because they're used to not being, to not having stuff. Um, 
So I, I don't know. That was kind of an interesting thought. So food for thought for, for you folks out there because, you know, you got to plan ahead and start thinking, you know, what will you do? But, of course, I got my pistols. I got my rifles. I got some bullets. Uh, we got uh, things of that nature. Bug out bag. But, uh, you know, it's always good to have a plan. So, went out, stocked up on some provisions just to be safe. Uh, but then, you know, I'm thinking, actually, you know what I'm going to do in addition to this? Is after we get back, after picking up all our stuff, shit down there at the sale that didn't happen, down in uh, Waco, if you're wondering. Uh, Waco, the, I affectionately call the, the butthole of Texas, which I think it truly is. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go and stock up on about two weeks worth of canned goods, just in case. Because here's what I can see happening also. You know, all these events there being shut down, blah blah. But I can see the government then forcing that on people, saying, "Hey, public places, we're shutting them down for two weeks or thirty days. You know, folks, you cannot go unless you absolutely have to. This that, and the other. Uh, you know, we're gonna shut down malls. We're gonna shut down." Uh, I don't know, maybe schools, um, what are other places people congregate, uh, say all businesses that have folks that have the capacity to work from home should work from home. Now, I wonder what that's going to do to the internet uh, bandwidth, but maybe cross that bridge when we get there. I'm definitely going to work from home more. I know you should. Because, yes, I do still have a day job, even though I'm working on my my exit strategies right now. A couple businesses going. Of course, the business that I have with my wife uh, and her sister. And then the business I have with a buddy of mine. Uh, we're working on, I'm working on building those up so that I don't have to do that. So I am practicing what I preach. I'm working hard towards those, uh, those aims right now of saving myself. But what's interesting here is I can see the government doing some sort of, you know, they will probably won't call it martial law, but they'll do some sort of a extreme recommended direction or directives or I don't know, something like that. And if that happens, oh my God, that's probably going to, that, that is one of those things that could act as like the, the tipping point, right? The straw that breaks the camel back for people and groups of people to, oh, Jesus, we're going to swamp the stores and buy all sorts of, I mean, buy off the shelves of everything. And if that were to happen, you know, how, to, how is that going to go down and affect shipping? You know, how is it going to go down and affect uh, companies that make the food and put all this food together for the stores? Are they going to do the same thing? You know, they have human employees there. So are they going to have to shut down their operation for a while, wait it out, and then take time to completely clean and whatever their all their all their production and blah blah. blah. I mean, this could be a bit really damn big deal. So after this, I'm going to go and get several weeks of canned good provisions and uh, hope for the best. There, we got some beans. Hopefully. My hope is, and this will, and no doubt in my mind, would be the tipping point. 
is if they didn't do this. My hope is that they'll at least keep an important enough skeleton crew uh, working to keep the power grid going and the uh, water systems pumping. Because if that goes down, all bets are off. It's full-blown Walking Dead. <laughs> Without the zombies, well, the real zombies, we'll have figurative zombies with all these, with all the people going just out of their minds. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stock up. And you know, you're not, you're no worse for wear if you do. Because if this thing blows over, no problem, we're all back to normal, which I anticipate probably happening. Okay, then you have a bunch of food stocked up, you know, no worse off. So uh, that's that's kind of the, the thinking here. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, March 12, 2020, this is being recorded. Uh, knock on wood that, you know, again, I'm not as worried about the virus itself. No doubt we'll get through this. It's the people's reaction that I'm worried about. So tied it all back into our theme of saving yourself. You, know, you, you got to work on your own mind. You got to free your own mind. You got to work on yourself. Obviously, bar none. That's the number one thing. That's the foundation of everything. But at the same time, you got to know, you got to pay attention to the folks around you. You got to pay attention to, to the herd, right? You probably have, a, if you're, if you are listening to this, you probably have the same feeling that I have, where you look around and you're like, how do, how do most of these people actually go through life and function? I mean, it's just absolutely unbelievable. I mean, just go through a day and look at, watch people, or look at people, watch TV or whatever, and ask yourself, yeah, well, that person, that person would be one of the first ones to turn zombie in a situation like this. You know, you're probably realize that it's a lot more than you think. So, save yourself, you know, personally seceding from the insanity of society, it goes towards that. Society will go insane if they're scared enough. You know, they'll buy anything, you know, go along with anything, and go insane if they're scared enough, especially for their own survival. So you gotta save yourself, prepare for that, yourself against that uh, possibility. You know, it, it's really crazy how what could possibly happen here. Uh, you know, it's a great, everyone out there should be listening for you know, an education on economics, financial system, uh, interaction, human, human action. Uh, oh, one recommendation here, and I'm going to get up to the recommendation page up on podcasts I listen to, the books that I think people should read to help help yourself personally succeed. But, you know, I'm listening to, and I totally agree with this assessment uh, by the great Peter Schiff. He's talking about, you know, right now we're in March, everyone's expecting, or, the, you know, the, the favorite, more or less, or at least in our circles, is that Trump will win re-election. I, I, I've said for a while, and I agree with him, his assessment's much more detailed than mine, but I always had a feeling that, yeah, if the economy crashes, then Trump will lose. And with what's going on right now, with the stock market crashing, you know, people freaking out, possibility of 
our life being shut down for a month or so longer, that is going to have ramifications that are just disastrous because of the debt. Because there's so much debt out there. I mean, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an utter nightmare. Sorry about that. Another phone interruption. Jeez, popular guy this morning. This is my phone ever ever rings. So anyway, where was I? Oh yes, because there's so much debt out there that if it, the if, our, if, we're, if we're shut down for a while, people can't pay debt. Pay their you know get revenue in, which means then they have trouble paying down their debt. Then it's just going to get a snowball further to put us into the depression. I mean, there's no way around it. So, what the government's going to do, and, I mean, this is virtually, I mean, virtually, it is guaranteed, guaranteed, the government will do everything in its power to stimulate and to prevent collapse, okay? And his thinking, and I totally agree with this, because this was my thinking 10 years ago, in 08, 07, 08, I thought this was going to happen, but somehow they were able to kick a can down the road. What they're going to do is the same things they did then, but only with much more debt. Is they're going to come out, they're going to create all sorts of government stimulus programs, debt guarantees, uh, bailouts. They're going to print money like there's no tomorrow. Because if they start letting debt fail, then that'll collapse the entire system. And the other aspect of it is by bailing people out, guaranteeing things, this and the other, that's going to completely blow apart government, the government budgets, and the government already has a trillion dollar deficit, so their deficits are going to go through, the deficits are going to go through the damn roof. So we have to actually, and no one's, it, there's not going to be anyone to buy the debt, so the Federal Reserve's going to have to monetize the debt, they're going to have to just buy it, put it on their balance sheet. I mean, it's not entirely possible by the end of this year, that debt, the Fed balance sheet will be trillion or two trillion dollars higher unprecedented, just absolutely amazing because of it. And, man, when that happens, you know, inflation is just going to go through the roof. And if that happens, you know, we want to be in things that will at least hopefully preserve our purchasing power. Uh, you know, gold and silver, hard assets like that. So, uh, what's interesting right now is everyone's liquidating everything, right? Because they need to pay debt. As they need to pay their debt. But what's going to happen is once all these, and I agree, he says once all these stimulus packages and whatnot are, are introduced, that could be the straw that pushes people over the edge and scares everybody. Because they, they, because they, they have to be very careful. Because if they do a huge, gigantic one, if you're going to be like, oh my god, things are so bad, and then they'll freak everybody out. But if they do one way too small, you know, then people will be like, oh, that's not enough. So there's no way out of it. The government's going to fuck up one way or the other. You know, there's just nothing nothing they can do. They're going to continue to screw up a situation that they screwed up, that they screwed up initially, long ago. So, what I'm this whole this rest of this week is going to my job, if you will, is going to be to position ourselves as much as possible to 
right out of the storm and uh, position on whatever we have to, to be uh, protected in any kind of massive inflationary event. Because what's what will be interesting is all this debt starts collapsing. That's deflationary, deflationary for it. But they can't allow that to happen, or we'll go into true zombie apocalypse. So they'll massively inflate and buy the debt. So that, I mean, they'll do everything in their power to to stem the tides or prevent that from happening. And they were quote unquote successful back in 08, 09. Where, of course, debt wanted to collapse. We wanted the, the, the market, wanted, the economy wanted to go into a deflationary collapse, basically, to purge itself of all the bad debt. But that was prevented by the government doing all its bailouts and taking all its emergency measures. So it basically kept things more or less even, if you will. And then every, all the extra that they did ended up going into the stock market, or whatever. That's why that in real estate buy down debt so that's why those bubbles went through the roof so this time though I think they're going to over they'll overshoot because it'll be much more scary and we have much more debt that we're basically like as he says Peter Schiff says we're going to die of uh, (laughs) die of an overdose yeah there's no question about that stimulus overdose so, yeah, it'll be very interesting. So, a big part of saving yourself is to make sure your financial house is in order. Make sure you have the basics covered first, but then make sure, you know, you're, if you have any extra savings or whatever, that it's not in things that are going to get clobbered. Make sure it's in tried and true uh, safety net things. I've always, no, even all times... People should own gold and silver, <clears throat> um, just to protect yourself and your family. But uh, you know, those things are things to look out for. So it's going to be very interesting going forward. Um, I'll keep folks posted on what I'm saying. Go out there and again take the necessary steps to save yourself. And prepare. Don't. You gotta go overboard and feel comfortable, go overboard. By all means, who cares? But at least have something. <clears throat> at least have a plan to protect yourself and your family so that you don't become a mooch on somebody else. Save yourself. You know, that'll be the best way for you to personally secede from the insanity of, the, of society and the insanity uh, to come. So, with that, I'm gonna leave you guys and some food for thought. I'll be back uh, very soon. I'm going to jump into my uh, into my book commentary series, so that'll be fun. I'm thinking the first one that I'm going to read uh, will be very appropriate to our save our, to save yourself theme. Uh, it's going to deal very much with uh, mental the mental aspect of it, mental themes. So I'm going to jump into that uh, very soon and walk through that. Uh, read through that, but give you guys commentary on uh, you know how that might apply differently, or if I agree, disagree with certain things, aspects of it. I'm going to do that with all the books that uh, I think 
in particular, my children should uh, read. And I want them to hear my commentary about them as well. Because again, you know, I, I love or hope everyone out there, there's a lot of other people out there listening to this podcast. But if not, I'm doing it for my children. So that when they grow a little older, they can hear their old dad. But also they can uh, get a little education. You know, and see where I think, where I'm coming from. They go off on their own and decide, you know, am I, am I, around talking about the correct things? Am I going down the right path or am I full shit? It's up. In the end, that's what I want them to decide. So, uh, Jed and Poppy, uh, I love you very much, and I will talk to you all later.